Welcome to this episode of Revelations from Heaven. This is a special episode because you're going to hear of something you probably have not heard about previously that is spoken about in the book of Revelation because my guest today, Susan Bosma, she died on the operating table. There was a mishap in terms of the anesthetic that was provided to her. She'll talk about that. And she'll also talk about where she went. It wasn't heaven. It wasn't hell. There's another place. So Susan, uh, glad to have you on our show and looking forward to what you have to share. Well, hello, Randy. It's so good to be with you. And I thank you for wanting to hear my testimony and what has happened to me so many years ago when I was very young. Yes. Well, it's fascinating because when you, uh, in your, as you were raised and you grew up, you did not, you went to church, but you didn't profess yourself as a Christian, I believe, prior to this experience. So tell us a little bit about your, your faith or, or lack thereof that led up to this experience. Well, thank you, Randy. Yes, I well, actually, I grew up going to church. Uh, I went to a mainline Protestant denominational church, and um, I, I went to church. I went to Sunday school, and uh, then as I got older and got married, I even um, taught Sunday school and vacation Bible school, but I did not know Jesus. I I hadn't. I hadn't come to the point where I believed in him. Yeah. Well, that's not all that uncommon because many kind of go through the motion, but don't have that sincere relationship. And then as you entered into an adulthood and uh, you were young at the time, then something happened that required you to have medical assistance. Well, I was having uh, I was having female problems, and I was thirty three years old, the same age when as when Jesus started his ministry, and I had had a lot of people uh, tell me about Jesus, tell me that I needed to have a relationship with him and really preached the gospel to me. I even had supernatural touches along the way that until I really accepted Jesus, I didn't realize what they were. Um, but uh, I always had a hunger for God, a great hunger for God. And so anyway, they needed to give me a hysterectomy. This was in 1975, 48 years ago. And so I was in the, ho in the hospital. My husband was in the military, and we lived on a military post. And so I was in a military hospital. And the night before, I had two little boys at the time. And the anesthesiologist had said to me, which I had never had surgery, before. So they, it's routine for them to tell you that you could die in the end with the anesthetic. And so I really had never faced my death or possibility of dying. We don't do that. Uh, we try to avoid it because none of us want to die. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I thought to myself the night before the surgery, what if I die? 
where will I go? And of course I wanted to go to heaven and I thought God would take everybody to heaven. Um, and I didn't believe there was a hell, but uh, I just laid in the bed and I actually said a prayer of sorts. It would have seemed to other people not like a prayer. And I laid there in bed thinking, what if I die? Where will I go? Um, and then I thought to myself, I deserve to go to hell. I really do. And um, because I, I had sinned, I didn't know the true message that your sins can be forgiven. I just thought I would be like all religions teach. You know, you had to be good to get to heaven. And so I thought, I just kind of laid there thinking, well, if I die and go there, at least I told you and I kind of spoke out to God. At least if I go to hell, at least I've told you I can't find you. You'll have to find me. And that was about all I could say, you know. I was going to die the next day. So anyway, they they gave me the anesthetic. They put me under. And even at my age, which is 82, I have a rapid metabolism. Sometimes people think I'm nervous, but that's just, I, that I, that's who I am. I, I have a lot of energy. Anyway, they gave me the anesthetic and um, I... I came too because I worked through the anesthetic. It's given based on your weight and your height. And I, I came to when the surgeon put the scalpel on me and I felt it. And I jerked awake and I felt this awful pain oh and I knew where I was at. And so then I was like, oh, okay, I'm in the surgery. And then they put a mask on me. And so in 1975, they would give people ether. and I did not find out till 2006, I have a lot of allergies. And so I had an allergic reaction on the operating table. And I was, I felt like I was going out. And then suddenly I thought, this must be what it feels like to die. And bam, I, my spirit left my body. I clinically died on the operating table. Mm. And I started going through the valley of the shadow of death. In the church I had been raised in, they did teach you the 23rd Psalm. I didn't know where I was at. I was just going at this high rate of speed and I couldn't stop myself. And I, it was black on all sides, and but it was a tunnel. And I, I went through this tunnel and I could see a light at the end of the tunnel. And then I stopped and I was deposited into a kind of a square place. And there was nothing there. It was just blank. I remember it was kind of beige. And I thought, where am I? Because when you die, you are the same you. The you are, you know that, Randy. Mm -hmm. That happened with you. And so I stood there and looked and didn't know where I was at. And then I looked off to my left and I saw a white place. A white place, not the kind that some people say, well, I saw the light and it made me feel a certain way. No, this was just a light. It was a place. And uh, it kind of had, it was, I, it's, I, it's difficult to describe. It had cylinders of light in it. And I wondered what it was. And suddenly I was being picked up and thrown into this place. I mean, violently thrown into this place. And I'm 
going, oh, and I tried to stop myself and I couldn't stop myself. And I was starting to scream and because I didn't want to go there. I didn't know what it was. I just was going because that was my judgment. I had died. I was having my life judged. So I'm being tossed and thrown into this place. And suddenly behind me, I heard a voice speak. Like John says in the first chapter of the book of Revelation, I heard a voice behind me. And the sound was like many waters. And so this voice spoke the instant a noise from this person spoke. Bam! I was pulled back. And I was standing in front of this man. And the reason I say it's a man is because I wasn't saved. I didn't know Jesus. There was this person standing in front of me. And um, I could see there was, there was kind of a light veil between where he was and where I was. And behind him was another veil. And I could see him. I could see somebody behind there greeting people who were dying. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I mean, I had to find out a lot of what it was as I became a Christian and learned about visions and these sort of experiences. But anyway, um, when his voice pulled me back, I was in a passageway outside the kingdom. I was in a passageway. And when he pulled me back, uh, he said, "This is these are his words, and you know, Randy, you don't forget one word, not one word mm. that Jesus speaks. True. And he pulled me back, and I looked at him, and he started speaking. He said, I choose some of you as messengers, and you'll know if you awaken and find you on, are on earth. Otherwise, you'll know. And then he was speaking some words, something was God. So the whole time over there, Randy, I, I knew that I was being judged and he had pulled me back. And when you, when you have conversation over there with the Lord, you don't interrupt one another. The conversation is, I don't know, spirit to spirit, and you don't irritate one another and you have this conversation. But I was concerned about my eternal life mm -hmm. and knew I was being judged. And so I said, I was yelling at this person that was speaking to me. Oh, choose me. I'm not ready. Oh, choose me. I'm not ready. And he's all the time he's speaking, you know, it happens in a flash over there. It's so quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I was saying, Oh, choose me because he was saying some of us could come back. And I wanted to come back. I knew inside of me, because you have eternity, that you need to awaken. I knew I needed to be saved. So anyway, um, uh, I, I want to kind of go back and say, he said, I choose some of you as messengers, and you'll know if you awaken and you are on earth. Otherwise, you'll know that something is God. And in this vision, God is, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, the Father God, and the Holy Spirit are omnipresent. So Jesus allowed me to see him in, in an omnipresent way. Mm -hmm. He was standing before me, giving me the message, 
And there were other people at the same time because he said, I choose some of you as messengers. Now, he might have given them other messages. I don't know. But he behind him, I could see Jesus greeting those who were dying that went through the valley of the shadow of death. And he was with them because they were saved. Mm -hmm. And I could see him greeting those who had died in Christ. And there were, I'm sure there were many at the time, but in the vision that he gave me, for me, I saw about maybe five or six, and I could tell they were around him that they were all dying, but he was dealing with them individually. And they were rejoicing and, and raising their hands, and the joy was, I could see there was joy over there. But of course, I was outside because I, the veil had not been lifted for me. God tells us the veil has to be lifted. He has to birth us so we can become born again and lift the veil so we can know him. But these, these details, I hope it's not confusing to you. Uh, but no. the details... No. Do, do they make sense to you? At well, this point? you know, it's when we go to the uh, ethereal, the the spiritual realm. You know, it is relatively. I understand you, yeah. Susan, and you're very clear about the way you, that you express this. But this is this is different because when you were at the at the point of crying out, and you saw the the messengers, those that would be, I assume, sent back. That God had decided that, that He was going to send them back. And many of those I assume we've spoken with that, that he has sent back, which is yours truly. Um, and you were at that point where you weren't really um, what we term born, born again, born anew, were you? No, no. The vision, no, that happened later. Um, what what happened was we, before I left his presence, he he was speaking to those who were dying and telling them things about God. But I could not hear it. When I got back, I couldn't hear his words. He said, I choose some of you as messengers, and you'll know if you awaken and find you are on earth. Otherwise, you'll know is who God is. And I couldn't hear the words, and I'm trying to hear, because I wanted to know who God was. And so he had chosen me, and I was coming back. I couldn't hear him. I said, wait, I want to know who God is. And Jesus let me look only at the entrance to heaven. I looked afar off. I could see the entrance to heaven and the glory of God mm. emanating from it. And I just was, oh, you know. I was like, oh, I don't want to come back. I want to go because that's our home. And I was like, Oh, take me. That was what I felt, of course, because that's our home. That was that was everything. That's what you want. And but of course I came back. And uh so uh, uh the Lord had mercy on me. Later I found out and I figured out and the Holy Spirit helped me understand that the reason I came back was people prayed for me. A lot of people prayed for me. They prayed for my salvation. 
They told me I should be born again or saved. And I was like, man, I have my own religion, but I didn't have Jesus. They would give me their testimony like I'm doing today. And they, I just ignored them. And so I, God put me with wonderful Christians. So many people have helped me understand and I've studied about it for years so that I can tell people about it. But the thing is, I said uh, to my friend that helped me as a Christian, I had to go find her and I didn't even want to hang around with her. She had lots of education and I thought she was born again. And I thought, I don't want to hang around with her, but I did mm -hmm. because I had to get answers. Mm -hmm. And she was so lovely, so lovely and wonderful to me. And I said to her, why do you think God did that for me? And she's she knows me very well. And she said, well, Susan, probably you weren't humble enough to find Jesus without seeing him. And then I realized later, oh, yeah. That's for sure, because I was prideful and I was like Thomas. I was like Thomas. I'm not going to believe unless mm. I see it. Mm -hmm. And what did Jesus say to Thomas? He he told him when he after he walked through the wall, after the uh, apostles were meeting together and Thomas prior to that had said, I'm not going to believe it unless I can thrust my fingers through his hand and my hand through his side. And the first thing Jesus did when he walked through the wall, well, he walked through the wall. He said, Thomas, come here and see it is that, see that it is I and put your fingers through my hand and thrust your hand through my side and be not faithless, but believe. And then he said, more blessed are those who believe and have not seen. And so any person that might listen to this, I can tell you for sure that you get a special blessing if you didn't have a big vision like I had, because I couldn't believe without seeing. And so because of so many prayers that God raised people up, kind, wonderful Christians who took their time to pray for me not to go to hell. Uh, prayed for me. So I'm grateful for that. Now, one other thing I do want to tell you about the vision is the place I was going into is called the sea. And when you die, I have discovered in the Bible that I was headed for what they call the great white throne judgment, which is the judgment of people who don't believe. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to go there. God does not want one person to go there, not at all. Mm -hmm. He wants all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of him. But I didn't do it because you have to take your free will to do it. And even if you're a doubter like Thomas and myself, if, if believers pray, you could have a chance like I had. But the place I was going into... Let me read it. It's in Revelation 20, 13, and Reve 13 through 15, and Revelation 21, 1. This is the great white throne judgment, where people who don't believe in Jesus come out of the places they have been, they have been assigned to. Mm -hmm. And because of their work, 
So it says in Revelation 20, verse 13, the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Now that's where I was going, the sea. I did read a testimony about another person who went into that. And he he died and he went into that sea. And he, he said he was suspended. And it was like so luminescent columns. And he was completely alone, of course. You and I know separated from God. Mm-hmm. And he said he was waiting. He had a sense he was waiting. Well, of course, he didn't know Jesus or the Bible, and he was waiting for the great white throne judgment when he could come out. So in Revelation, it says, the sea gave up the dead who were in it. I would have been in there. And death and hell gave up the dead that were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his work. Then death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And then Revelation 21.1 says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Then it says, and there was no more sea. So in Revelation um, in Revelation 1, where uh Jesus is talking to John. Uh, He said, he was describing him, or John was describing Jesus. And he said that Jesus said, I am he who lives. This is verse 18 of chapter one of the book of Revelation. I am he who lives. I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of death and hell. Well, the sea doesn't need a key. There are some denominations that say there's places out there and they one denomination calls it purgatory. There's no word purgatory in the Bible, but there is a sea there. Mm-hmm. And I was going in the sea. And why I got to go in the sea versus the other two places, I think it was because I was I did go to a church that one of these people that witnessed to me um, invited me to. And they gave an altar call, but I didn't know what that was. And I was sitting in, in, in this particular church, just about everybody was saved, but my husband and I. Mm-hmm. So I was going to go forward, but I was quite vain at that time. And I was bawling. I was crying. And I couldn't stop. And I said to my husband, I'm going to do what the pastor says. Uh, and so he kind of looked at me and I looked at him and no one went forward because they're all saved in the Baptist church. And so <laughs> I didn't go forward. I didn't go forward because I didn't know what I was doing. It, the Holy Spirit was convicting my heart, but my mind couldn't digest it. So perhaps, perhaps, I, I won't know till I go home to be with Jesus, why I was able to go on the sea and didn't have to go to hell or death. I did read a testimony of a man who went to death. I think that's a place for people who think nothing happens after they die, but I'm not sure of that. Um, one man, I read his testimony, and he died, and he went into a black place. It was totally black, and bodies were piled on top of one another. They weren't screaming, but he saw his brother there. 
And his brother shouted out to him, go back. It's not time. You're, isn't, we're not ready for you, he said. And so he left. And I thought, I wonder if that's outer darkness. I don't know. But I have learned from my experience there that this particular passage is not taught in many churches because of misunderstanding. And that there actually are four places you can go when you die from earth. You can go to heaven, which that's what you want. It's free. Take the gift. Let God birth you to himself. Or you can go... Or you can go to the sea, like my the place I was going into, death or hell, where there is just unspeakable torment. You know that, and people that have given testimony with you have experienced that. And you can go uh, to the sea, death, hell, or heaven. And so that is basically what my testimony is. Um after I came back, I just searched and God gave me wonderful preachers. And um, I have really been like Gideon. Um, I, I'm a highway and byway preacher. The Lord told me to stay home and he would send people to me and to tell them about him and to love them and to be their friend and give them anything I could from his word, which is what I've done. So... I guess that's my complete testimony. Well, Susan, as as uh, as Desi used to say to Lucy in the "I Love Lucy" show, there's some splaining to do, <laughs> and I think we have. You've introduced a, um, a a concept that is explained in the Bible. You read it in the Book of Revelation, and it has to do with this space. Now, I have to share. Uh, that, uh, and I've off, uh, written about this, that I also perceived a, a black space, a place I said, uh, noted in my experience while journeying with uh, Jesus in heaven, a place of lost dreams, of hope unfulfilled, of, of uh, purposes that have not been uh, accomplished that God has implanted within people. And so mm -hmm. when you say that in the book of Revelation, the sea, I think there's, uh, there are questions that people have as to where unbelievers go. And obviously where unbelievers go is, is a place that's separate from God and separate from heaven. And as you said, it's not a purgatory, it's not a term used within the Bible, but no. it's a place that is uh, a place that we don't fully understand, but it's a place that you are headed to in this in this sea and you're right at the new heaven and new earth there are no there's no sea there's no place where those will go those who will go there that uh are awaiting judgment now i think um and we've talked about this uh, before a little bit susan that we should probably explain a little bit about the difference between uh hell and this the sea because as you noted there are different places one can go and only god really fully understands what that dynamic is so uh, i'm going to ask you a question now susan if you could uh, try to answer please if you were if god had not saved you from your destination to come back and testify 
of God, of Jesus as, as Lord and Savior and your Lord and Savior and others who should. And we'll get to pray and give that opportunity for those who aren't sure where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. But if you had gone into that sea, what was your expectation at that time? Uh, did you have any, any cogency, any idea as to, as to that place? Basically, no, because um, my life had ended. And so I didn't go into the sea. The only reason I know the properties of the sea is because I read this man's testimony. And I thought that's where I went. And I was going into that sea. But I think I really wouldn't know much of anything because I didn't have Jesus. I would be hanging in this white mixture like the inside of a light bulb with lots of strands in it that and so i just would have had to wait until the great white throne judgment and uh, i know that that had had people not prayed for me well i don't know what would have happened um i don't know if i would have been pulled back and given a chance Maybe, you know, I can't really say because I only know what I was given. Um, I, I was, I was bound for the sea. I, I would be in there now yes. and waiting for, till Jesus comes. And after the thousand year reign, the great white throne judgment, I would have to be judged and, uh, at the second death, that's that's where this is where every knee will bow and yeah. every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God when they come out of these places yeah. and they are judged. Um, uh, does that give you um, an yes. explanation to your yes. question? It, it helps a great deal, Susan, I believe, because... Here's kind of putting it in context. Uh, a, mm-hmm. God decides who goes to heaven or hell, or yes. the the sea, as you say. But um, also, the Bible says it is appointed one. Now he's talking about the believer appointed once to die and once to be with Jesus in heaven. So the believer goes directly to heaven. So if you're questioning where you go, you're going to heaven. You're going not going into this intermediary uh, state in the sea, if you will, or, or hell, if you're a believer, you're going to heaven. That's, yes. that's one. Uh, two, we don't know if God will give kind of a, a second chance, if you will. And now when I had my experience, Susan, I went into what I commonly explain as a second heaven. You know, the Bible talks about heavens, plural, uh, the space where, where God is on his throne, where Jesus resides, uh, mm-hmm. on his throne. And when we say on his throne, of course, that's a, that's a different terminology in terms of our context, because mm-hmm. he's not just sitting on a chair, you know, he's, he's resident within this throne room, which is his place of power and <sighs> almightiness. But when one is ushered to heaven as a believer, you're there. When yes. the second heaven, which I refer to as my experience in seeing the demons battling with angels, I knew they were you battling over that. the rights. Yes, I, I saw them battling over the rights to my soul. 
And I've talked yes. about in prior messages that there's the spirit, soul, and there's the body. So we know the body. We're used to that. It goes away, it rots, <laughs> basically. The soul is the animating part of us. That's the part that processes. This is good. This is. It's not just the conscious. It's the animating part right. of us that tells us what is true and not true. And then the spirit doesn't come alive until one is born anew. As Jesus talked to Nicodemus, one must be born again uh, to enter the kingdom of God. So the spirit is, is, has no life to it uh, unless it's born anew through the spirit of Christ, through confession and, uh, and forgiveness through Christ, uh, once become, one becomes a new creation. That new creation is that spirit that is ever present in heaven. That soul, however, can go to hell. It can go to the sea that you're talking about. It goes to heaven. That part does not die. But that's not the preeminent. That's not the foremost part of what God gives us in terms of our how he created us to be in his kingdom. Because those who go to heaven have their spirit, as I experienced, who are now governing us now our spirit it resides within us but our our spirit mind is christ as paul excuse me talks about the the mind of christ he's talking about the spirit being the one who is over uh mind body soul um and that if the, hopefully this is not too confusing no i i i'm following you you don't actually have to go into it to too deeply it these issues because they're eternal and because our experience was it's biblical you there are experiences that satan gives people satan tempted jesus mm. with visions yeah. and so when you get into this realm you have to know your bible you have to know what you're dealing with and i've had 48 years of of knowing that so i understand completely what you're saying and it's complicated. So, um, but there's so much to talk about and so much more in that realm. But yes, I understand what you're saying. I actually saw the three heavens that Paul talks about mm -hmm. because it says for believers to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so I saw them at the end of the valley of the shadow of death. I saw Jesus with them. Mm -hmm. And he was greeting them and they were at, they were exiting their body. They were dying and they were right there with the Lord. And mm -hmm. then he took them to heaven. I didn't see that, but I, I knew later that he did. When he talked to me, he is the word of God. Mm -hmm. And the thing I didn't know is he's, when he spoke, his voice to me was like the word of God. And it went through my entire being. If I still had cells and molecules, I didn't have my body, but it went through my entire being, every part of me, it penetrated. And later I'm thinking when I back on earth, what was that? Then of course I found out he is the word and he created me with his word. And so these are the things that Jesus wants to do, not just for me, but for every human being. He wants us all to be saved. So there's so much. And what he'll show you, he 
won't show me because it's like our fingerprints. We're all so different and precious to him. And he is so powerful how he can do it. Every human who ever lived, he knows them better than they know themselves. And he wants them to come into the kingdom. I did also get from the Holy Spirit a short prophetic message to the audience. And the Lord told me to tell them, and I'm going to read it because it's from him. Please. He said, he, he said, I have been thinking about you always, always. I want you to come to me so I can help you escape the things that are coming on the world. And it was a short message, but he's saying to all people. But And I, I thought about that, and I thought, I bet there's people that are going to see your program that just wonder, I wonder if God even thinks about me or knows me. And I, I know there are people out there that he said that to. And just a little message, it's just a little part of the, a little touch of the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit he gave me a little message just to tell your audience, God is thinking about you. Always, always, he wants you to come to him so that you escape all that's coming on the world. And so I, I urge all your listeners to accept Jesus. It's a free gift. You don't have to be good to get it. You just have to turn around and repent and say, Jesus, come into my life. Save me. Let me be born again. However you do that, God, and help me. Help me live this life that you created me to live for the rest of my life and then take me to heaven. Mm. That's just, that's what we're all looking for. There is only one happily ever after ending, and that's Jesus Christ and him crucified, the Father God and the Holy Spirit. So anyway, that was what I wanted to give to the to your audience. and. Thank you for letting me do that. I'm so blessed. Preach it, my sister. You're, you're sharing life. You're sharing life. I love it. It's so true. He's thinking about you. the anesthetic so what happens subsequent to your return how did that transform you and what happened uh in becoming a, a believer you know not that you could resist it having seen what you saw I, I was totally well really i didn't even know what happened to me and it was a long process i would say five years 
before I really understood most of what happened to me. But even recently, the Lord has shown me things about what happened to me. But I I did have friends that went to a church where they they know Jesus. And I called them up and went to church with them. And um, just, I just, any place I could serve them. I've taught Sunday school, um, go to church, sometimes get my church online. It, it's, you know, you've got your, you've got your message from the Lord about my family. Mm. That's, that's it. We're his family. Mm. And people nowadays, especially in our, in our culture, love their family. They're learning to love their family so much. And we don't even, you know, you saw the glory of a God. We don't even begin to love our family like he loves us. And so um, I, I, I actually, um, they, they didn't tell me exactly what happened. They told my husband, because it was a military hospital, that I they had lost me, but, you know, they had trouble with me, but they, you couldn't get medical records in those days. They didn't tell you much of anything. But anyway, I have just followed after Jesus. I've fought my way out of the lies of Satan that I learned my whole life that are in the world when we get here. And the Holy Spirit has made me become a new creature. And I'm growing as much as I can. And I'm willing to serve Jesus wherever he shows me to, like you're doing. Well, so. You're, you're, and you're doing it profoundly, my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I can tell you many people are watching your testimony and the wisdom that you share, because this is uh, maybe new to some. Some have heard of near-death experiences, afterlife experiences, but you're kind of, the inquisitive mind wants to know, where do I go? And, and you've said it, stated it in your, in your testimony. Uh, out of the world uh, visions and appearances, but you're going to heaven if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he went to the cross for you. He went to the cross for you, just for you. And I, I want you to know this. He was thinking about you when he went to the cross. He was thinking about you. Because that's God. God can do that. You were were a thought to him even then, even though you're living today. And he did it for you. He did it for you. Willingly on the cross. But it doesn't mean anything to you if you don't know the reason why he went there. It's because... There had to be an atonement. What's an atonement? An atonement is 
that somebody had to carry the cost of all of your sins, all of your, all of your burdens, all of the things that separate you from God. And the only way to overcome that separation was for you to ask forgiveness of him, to acknowledge that you've sinned and to ask the Lord Jesus to take over your life, to become your Lord and your savior, to say, Lord, I can't do this. I need you to take over my life. You are my Lord, my God. You went to the cross for me, and I ask your forgiveness that you might wash me with your blood to cleanse me of all of my unrighteousness and direct my steps to inhabit me. I humbly ask you that you might give your spirit to me, that I might be a temple a resonant place for your Holy Spirit to reign in my life all the days of my life until I come to know you in heaven as I know you on earth. And if you do that, and if you've done that, congratulations, there's a celebration going on in heaven for you right now. You are destined for heaven. And don't delay, because you aren't promised one more second in this world. We don't know. I've interviewed so many guests who've in a nanosecond, like my sister Susan, in an accident or, or whatever it happens to be, like me, in a nanosecond we were healthy and then we're gone. You don't have time to think about it. God is pulling at your heartstrings. You must surrender to him now. Susan, I have been so blessed by your sharing mm -hmm. with us, and this is something the Lord directed you to share. Isn't I'm it? grateful to share it. I, I really am. It's it's a profound message. The the people do not we have no concept of the enormous power and understanding God has for all of us, every billions of us. He is so powerful. Come to him and give your life to him. There are no religions. There is there's no one in the world but Jesus Christ who died for all of our sins. And the, the message is common. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. He died for everyone. And he wants us all to come and be accepted back into the state we were created for in the first place. So I beg your, your listeners to... Listen to what Randy has said. Give your life to Jesus and be saved. Mm. Well, now we've come to the point, Susan, that is, as I've said, one of my favorite parts where I get to invite you to pray for your our audience if you would like to do so, if you have called to do so. I, I really would. Father, I come into your throne of grace like you told us we could do come right into your throne of grace and in this time and ask for mercy and god i ask for mercy and grace and miracles and blessings and healings to be given to anyone who is listening to this broadcast jesus you are the miracle worker and you never turned anyone away that needed help from you and so i ask for you to touch every person and lift the veil 
so they can see you and give speak to their heart personally so they can come and be saved and come to heaven with us. Write their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Forgive their sins. Help them to see their need for you and escape death forever and have life forever with you. I ask it for everyone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you've had, uh, what, 48, 48, 48 This years. is the 49th year. 49th year. Really, I've never told it in its entirety because God told me not to. And I think that's because of the nature um, that right now things are coming to a close. And many of the things that were predicted about the end times are happening. There are are some things that the Lord has told me could change what's happening now. But like you, I haven't revealed that yet. But um, everything that God the Father is the Alpha and the Omega. So is Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They've told us everything that science is just catching up to God <laughs> now. And we're seeing that. We are the denarii at the end of the day. We have science saying, hey, we found this out, and the Bible's already said it for years. And so we are coming towards the end, and God wants us to repent. He wants all to be saved. So um, anyway, I'm going down tributaries here, so forgive me. No, you're not at all, Susan. In fact, uh, I think this is a timely message that God released you to share this because we are living in these last days. And I like what you said that just as in the uh, case of Hezekiah, he was king and the Lord uh, sent a prophet to tell him that he was uh, going to die. And uh, Hezekiah repented, asked for uh, more years uh, from the Lord. God gave him more years just as, just as God can. It's not changing his mind, but he's waiting for us to do our part before he releases what ultimately will be released and and how it'll be released. So we have that ability to come before the Lord to repent and our nation, whether you live in the United States or some other nation, we need to repent. We need to repent and repent for our for the sins of not only ourselves, our our uh, nation, um we need to we need to really repent and repentance is so key at this time isn't it susan it is it is um god is always warning people he's always trying to stop things from happening to people but they don't know him they don't hear his voice and i, I it but he he sent a warning to nineveh and they repented and but then later on they they sinned again and were destroyed. So um, we need to understand who God is in these last days. Who's the real God? Well, the real God, the only true God is the God of the Bible, Old and New Testament. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's told you everything from the beginning to the end, and there's nothing too hard for him. And he wants everyone to come now. Come now. Get on your knees. Yeah. That's what he says. Well, my sister, um, you're one of those messengers that God sent back. You are a messenger 
of his grace and his truth. And uh, I'm so, so glad he sent you uh, back because he knew your heart and he knew you would be telling this story. 48 going on 49 years uh, after, after this experience. And it's so true. You know, we have so much to look forward to. But even in the midst of, um, of turmoil, uncertainty, and even tribulation, we have, we don't live, we are in this world, but not of it as believers in Christ. So I thank you so much, my sister. Any parting words before uh, I give my sign off? No, just that I am so grateful for your ministry. The thing I actually have prayed for, it is so important. The people I have met in all these years, so many of them are touched by God. And with miracles, it's so wonderful to hear their miracles. God puts me with people with miracles all the time. And they, they're afraid to tell it because of the devil lying to them and the the world and they don't want to talk about it and god wants them to share what did jesus tell the woman go and tell your family and friends what great things i have done for you and how i've had mercy on you and that's hey come into the kingdom it's where joy is it's where peace is it's where love is it's where god is so Come on down. You know, it's time. Don't de don't delay is what I'd like to tell everyone. And thank you for being a, a, a avenue where people can give their testimony so others can have hope. Thank you, Randy. And thank you, Susan. And those are great uh, parting words. As, as now I thank you, Susan, and I thank our audience for joining us uh, today. And I have some great news for you if you uh, know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that is heaven is in your future. Until next time, take care and God bless. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe. And if you'd like further information, go to our website at randyk.org, where our mission is simple, to share the great news of God's love.